Welcome to the Perspectives on Healthcare podcast, where members of the medical community from different roles, venues, and locations share their unique perspectives on quality healthcare, its future, and how to improve it. Now, from the Your Keynote Speaker Studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, here is your host, Rob Oliver. Thank you, and I appreciate you being with me today. Uh, today, I have Justin Ayers with me. He is a former attorney. He is a healthcare entrepreneur. He is the founder and CEO of EqualityMD.com. He is a millennial based in Richmond, Virginia. Hey, Justin, welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much for having me. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your role in healthcare, please. Sure. Um, well, about 12 years ago, just before the Great Recession, I was working in D.C. as a healthcare trial attorney on the, the dark side, the defense side, defending insurance companies and health hospital systems. And then as a young attorney, uh, when the Great Recession really kicked into high gear, all the young attorneys were given the boot and told to find something else to do. I come from a very artistic family. Uh, my family are all musicians and showbiz, and I thought it was crazy for going to law school. So when I decided what to do next, I thought, let's just dive into something new, entrepreneurialism. I figured that would be a great way to marry my clinical, logical education uh, and then with, with my creative disposition. Over the years, did various things, uh, turned to LGBT community company based in uh, the mid-Atlantic in Richmond, Virginia, into a data analytics company, and then went through a tech entrepreneur uh, accelerator called Lighthouse Labs in the fall of 2019, and came out of that in 2020. And right as we launched our minimum viable product, the beginning of our, what we were creating an ecosystem for uh, data analytics, uh, COVID hit, and COVID changed the world, as we all know. And I swore back when I left or was told to leave the practice uh, as, as a healthcare lawyer that I would never go back to healthcare again. But when the COVID pandemic really caused me to reevaluate my business opportunity and a potential to answer with quite resolution uh, determination the, the, the problem that I've been having my entire life and that many in my community have been having as part of the LGBTQ plus community, and that's where can I find a medical provider where I feel safe? I've been asked that my entire life uh, as a human being and as some of the people go to as a counselor, and I've never been able to provide an answer. And I thought, what better timing than this global pandemic and to address this head-on and other healthcare inequities that our current hospital model system faces and try to fix them as best I can. So I've created Equality MD, where we have a tech platform kind of like match.com that matches patients with inclusive personalized healthcare providers who have been trained in LGBTQ cultural competency. Okay. So can you talk to me a little bit about what are, what is it that sets the practitioners who are on the equality MD um, site apart from others? You, you said that they've got to be trained. Um, uh, can you talk to me a little bit about that training and, you know, what else goes into the qualification process, so to speak? Sure. Well, we're starting with mental health because 72% of our community believe that that is the primary health care concern that they have. And 
back in 2016, the National Institute of Health designated the LGBT plus community a health disparity population. And by definition, that means they have unique health care concerns and a historic lack of access to care. Couple that with historic discrimination, and you have a whole community of people, very diverse community that touches on every other demographic out there that is not getting the care they need. Or uh, more often the case, if they do go to a healthcare provider, they're not being their authentic selves. And if you're not being your authentic self with your provider, how can they know what's going on with you, whether it's, it's uh, biologically, chemically, or, or mentally, uh, how can they treat you properly? And that, that's always been the concern. That, that goes for everybody. And so the, the training part is, is cultural competency education that our partner OutCare Health provides. They've been doing this since 2015. They're the nation's premier LGBTQ cultural competency training organization for the medical community. And it's, uh, while we're focusing on mental health, they do training for every practice out there, from pediatricians and dentists to physical therapists and mental health providers. And we'll eventually be incorporating different practices into our, our platform, but we're starting with mental health because that really touches upon every other aspect of healthcare out there and is often underaddressed. And what COVID showed us, mental health is a huge concern, uh, not just for our community, but all communities. And so the training involves uh, giving providers the understanding and education of the history, the community, the, the, the discrimination experienced, how to create the safe space where patients can feel they can be their authentic selves and receive the compassionate care they deserve, whether that means utilization of pronouns and what, what it means to be cisgender versus transgender versus non-binary, uh, what different sexual orientations are out there and how different identities and life experiences play into one's mental health or physical health. And that goes beyond social determinants of health, which are a big hot topic right now, but beyond that, you have to take a person's unique life experiences into account and their identities. Got it. What does quality healthcare mean to you? That's a, that's a really important question because it's entirely subjective. And that's critical because right now, the way that the hospital system is structured, and I keep calling it that because it's, it's almost as if it's a corporation that we're all part of, uh, whether we want to be or not. And... It's, it's not an objective definition. We are individuals and every individual brings with them a set of experiences and understandings and uh, opportunities and problems and concerns that, that healthcare professionals need to address. And we need to look at the term quality care subjectively. And so by addressing the patient as an individual rather than just patient number two on Tuesday of, of this month of November, we're able to, as providers, depending on the provider, look at the individual and say, okay, well, this person comes from this racial background, this socioeconomic background, educational background, that might have an influence on how they are maneuvering through life in a way that's different than the patient I saw earlier this morning. And how can I address that person's needs in a way that makes sense, not only address them, but communicate with them as, as a provider, not to them, as a, someone in an ivory tower. And that's, that's the really important part, is that personalization of, of care, which makes it quality. It's interesting to hear you say that, because um, from my perspective, as a person with a disability, 
uh, so many times providers see me as a diagnosis rather than as a person. And there's a, there's a focus there that gets missed. And um, I think you're saying something that's very similar to that, uh, in which the focus is not on the person, not on their background, circumstances, surroundings, um, history, but it's, it's on something other than that. And if you're not focusing in the right place, you're not providing the quality of care that the individual needs. Can you, exactly. give, can you give me an example of quality healthcare? Sure. Uh, my brother's a good example. My brother identifies as cisgender homosexual. He lives in the DC area. He's a high school music teacher and is just very happy living up there. And he had a medical provider that he saw in the DC area he loved for over a decade. That provider ended up picking up and moving to California somewhere for some other opportunity. And my brother couldn't find a medical provider that he felt comfortable with. Now, my brother is someone who we all knew was gay when he was a little kid because he did cartwheels coming into home plate during Little League and has always worn his sexual orientation on his sleeve. But when it comes to the, the, the patient-provider relationship, that's, that's something sacred. And he, it took him the most out person I've ever met uh, and most comfortable within his own skin, six months to find a provider that he felt comfortable coming out to. Because that's a very different relationship than any other out there. So to have him find somebody that he could be himself is the ideal definition of quality of care. Now that's just one instance in a in microcosm of a macro issue because there are other countless people out there who have that same problem. I know people in Illinois, who, a lesbian couple who drive six hours to Chicago to find a provide, to go to the provider that they feel comfortable with. And that, that's just unacceptable. So it's the definition of, of or example would be having someone you feel comfortable with being yourself. And sometimes that's, that's hard to find. Okay. And this is a difficult question because I, I'm asking you to answer for your brother. Do you know what, what was it about the provider that he found that made him feel comfortable there? Can you speak to that at all? Only uh, from what my brother has told me. Uh, we were very different people. People often say, my brother always tells me he's going to revoke my gay card because I don't fall into typical stereotypical patterns. But again, it's all about the individual. What made What the provider did to make him feel comfortable wasn't putting up rainbow flags everywhere, it, but it was addressing him first by saying, uh, what are your, your preferred pronouns? Uh, even just saying that is a huge indication that this individual, as a medical provider, understands that there are aspects about people identifying traits, personalities that, that they choose to identify with or not, that may help create an environment that is one in which they can be their authentic selves and then actually get the care they deserve as a human being. That for him was an indicator because he's never been asked that question before. But even though he's not, he identifies as cisgender as the majority of the people do, just asking that question set the tone for the entire rest of the relationship. Got it. What do you wish people understood about your role in healthcare? Uh, it's, it's, it's a big concept we're trying to do. We're trying to make that sacred 
patient-provider relationship less clinical, more personal. In short, we're trying to put humanity back into healthcare. And we're trying to do that through technology and compassionate training. And the two are not mutually exclusive. People think tech companies, oh, they're off doing this and some machine out there is doing this and they're matching me with this like a, like a dating thing and it's not a really good compatible. It's, it's not like that with us. We need to be able to have that compassion and we do because we have lived those experiences. Our team is more is the majority LGBTQ plus identifying, come from all backgrounds, all walks of life. And we know the problems that we're solving because we've had to go through them ourselves. And it took the pandemic, unfortunately, to help us come together from all over the world working on this, my team, uh, that is, it's I kind of look at the pandemic as a, a big inflection point. And uh, the silver lining of, of all the bad that came out of that is that hopefully we'll be able to provide a solution for people in need uh, that's, that's affordable and accessible and provides the kind of care that people deserve. Thank you. What excites you about the future of healthcare? First of all, the fact we're having this conversation. Uh, it's, it's exciting to share our vision of inclusive personalized healthcare because we're, we're challenging the norm. We're challenging the system, if you will, and giving people the idea of hope that they, through technology and through training, uh, a provider training, that is, will be able to have control over their own healthcare stories. Not just control over it, but become the superheroes of their own healthcare story. That excites me. That level of choice, of comfort, and of empowerment. No longer do people have to hide in the shadows. They can feel strong about who they are, comfortable about who they are, and confidently say, I am the superhero of my own healthcare story, and my provider is here to serve me. That's a wonderful way to change people's perceptions of and how they interact with healthcare. Again, it's really interesting to hear you say that because uh, one of the things that I think sometimes people have felt, I don't know if disempowered or powerless in the medical construct in which you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you what the diagnosis is and tells you what the treatment is and gives you the plan and you are kind of, you know, left to follow what it, what it was that was given to you. And you're talking about, um, you know, the patient having power in that and not just having power in it, but you're saying being a superhero, having superpowers and in that way being really a driving force in the whole interaction and in the relationship. And that's truly a, a paradigm shift. And yet um, it's vital. And I would completely agree with what you're what you're putting I would out ask, there. I would ask, why have we allowed uh, it to, that, that shift to happen? Um, but uh, the, the fact that we're having this conversation is, is a step in the right direction. It's not going to happen overnight. Uh, but just giving people hope and the knowledge that they have options. Yeah, very true. What is one thing medical professionals can start doing today to improve the quality of healthcare? I would start by giving them the one word answer I give to everybody. Um, I guess it's two words actually. Be curious. Be curious about your patients. 
be curious about who they are, uh, how they identify, what their life experiences have been, what their social determinants of health are. Be curious about how you can better educate yourself through cultural competency training sessions or other kind of uh, educational trainings that go beyond what you got in med school so that you can provide the level of care that you probably, as a good individual as most medical providers are, want to provide, but might not know how. For example, just because you're a medical provider who self-identifies as LGBTQ+, does not mean you know how to create the environment that's a safe place for other LGBTQ plus individuals. And that's a really strange thing to say, but it's true. Without that, that curiosity of how to create that environment and then re receiving the training, having the humility to say, I don't know, or even better, I'm curious and want to learn more. I might be great, but is there more out there? Who are these patients? How can I better treat them? How can I be a better provider? So be curious. I, I love that. I think it's a very powerful way to end our time together. And I will just make this comment that just because I have a disability doesn't mean that I understand the life path of every other person that has a disability. I, you know, just because I, I have what I call an advanced degree in Robology, right? I, I have the study of Rob. That's where I am. That's what I understand. And I need I need that to be respected by the medical practitioners that I interact with, but I also cannot be so arrogant as to believe that I, I stand for all other people with disabilities in my understanding as well. So listen, Justin, thank you very much for being on here. I'm delighted to have this conversation with you, and I really appreciate you sharing your perspective on healthcare. Thanks for listening to Perspectives on Healthcare. Visit PerspectivesOnHealthcare.com to learn more about Rob Oliver or to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If this podcast was valuable, we'd appreciate a review on iTunes. Or if you tell a friend or coworker about the show, that would be helpful too. Join us again next time for more Perspectives on Healthcare.